So that's why I like the old architecture because it already exists mm -hmm. and it gives you like a frame to work in. So when, whenever I think about uh, my future projects, I, I always imagine myself like fixing something. Voices to hear. Hello and welcome to Voices to Hear. I'm Ivan Barbo, and today we are talking with Maria Marinkovic, a student in architecture who's from Saint Cyril and Methodius University in Skopje. Um, she has been studying there for six years. And uh, thank you for coming, and uh, we would like you to introduce yourself. Uh, first. first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very happy that you asked me to do this podcast for you. Uh, I am Maria Marinkovic. I actually today is my 25th birthday, <laughs> so officially I'm 25 years old and I have been studying architecture for 10 years now. First I started uh, with my architecture um, high school, which is four years, and then I have been studying uh, at my university for six years. I also have like a lot of hobbies also, I can add that right. Well, I would like to know um, why have you been studying architecture? So far, um, what interested you in this kind of studies? Well, um, historically speaking, my family is actually uh, most like most of my family is a part of uh, the construction uh, business. So some are architects, some are engineers, and uh, so on. So uh, my parents, like especially because it's on my mother's side, they uh, my mother wanted me to like continue the family legacy and it was only and it was also a good thing that I had like a um, love for architecture and crafting and creating things so uh, those two things combined I think led me to uh, start studying architecture and continue mm -hmm. because uh, sometimes people uh, it's very common in our profession to start and then uh, give up because it's not for them which I totally respect but I'm just always joking with my mother that she guessed <laughs> that architecture is good for me <laughs> I would like to know uh, what do you like in it for example um, do are you in particularly interested in uh, some kind of style um, what uh, what what do you what what interests you particularly in, in that, that kind of studies? Uh, well, um, now, this year, I have been studying about the history of Macedonia and I have to admit the Macedonian architecture is my favorite. Uh, no bias there. <laughs> I, I seriously love it uh, a lot. I especially love the Macedonian uh, city architecture, not the religious one or like the... Uh, I prefer the houses, so I'm very fascinated uh, by the Macedonian house and uh, their shape and the way that uh, like uh, normal people used like could build their own house and it still stands like hundreds of years later and that just fascinates me and how it's like um, incorporated in the terrain, in the nature. I recently was to Ljubojno, which is a, a village in the region of Prespa in Ohrid. And I was just amazed by how natural the village looked, how incorporated everything is with the nature, which I love and I prefer over like the architecture, uh, 
ruling over everything and being dominant in the in the uh, location, for example. So, um, and do you, do you have personal motivations uh, which are also part of this this uh, yes. will to to study architecture? Yes, of course. Uh, it got me this far, so <laughs> I have to have something. Uh, so my personal ideas for architecture are like um, divided in like two categories. What I would like to do with architecture. The first thing is I would really like to um, fix up old traditional houses and uh, turn them into something functional again, which I think will benefit the, the Macedonian villages and smaller towns because we have a problem where young people are leaving and coming to either Skopje, like the, uh, which is the capital city of Macedonia, or they're leaving Macedonia altogether. And I believe that if we um, if we fix up their houses and like the the architecture, it will ve- it will probably shine better, and maybe more tourists will be attracted, or the life in the villages will be uh, I don't know reignited. So that is my one wish <laughs> uh, uh, for what to do with architecture. And then the other one is, of course, uh, my second passion, which is um, which is sustainability and ecology. So I would like to incorporate um, architecture with uh, ecology and sustainability to make a better future, uh, because I realize that buildings have a huge impact on the planet, and creating a building it's a huge. A drain of resources and like impact with ne- uh, it's a negative and a positive impact uh, impact of course, but uh, I would like to use my knowledge and uh, try to make it better, like more sustainable, more eco friendly, and I hope that in the future it won't be as inspe- impactful as it is right now. So basically, it's like <laughs> I would like to either go back to the past or concentrate in the future. So, and do you, do you have uh, because I know uh, for being a bit related, uh, let's let's say far from to, to this world, uh, are you interested in personal motivations, like for example, being recognized, leaving a legacy, these kind of things? Uh, well, by continuing, uh, I mean by uh, learning architecture, studying architecture and choosing that career, career I have already continued my family's legacy. And uh, in order, uh, like in, in, when you talk about being recognized, I actually do not really wish that. <laughs> Because, yes, I respect all of the famous people that have done things. But I would just like to do what what makes me happy and work on projects that make me ha- happy. And hopefully, by doing that, I will be successful enough to like have a stable and good career. But I'm not looking for fame and fortune. <laughs> I would just like retire to one of my old houses in some village and live out the rest of my life in peace <laughs> and nature. Okay, so you're more of a passionate person. Yes, yes. Okay. I would I would like my mother always says that you need to work to have a career with something you love and that and that motivation and that personal love of your career will always guide you better than like the the 
inspiration for like fame or fortune or like uh, being recognized so I put my own wishes and uh, I put my own wishes ahead of all of that so um, I would like to know now because it's really interesting uh, what kind of fields uh, you have studied so far at the university so can you detail us a bit more the kind of thing the kind of things that uh, and also and so Uh, a presentation of this. Okay, so uh, actually, my my university it's uh, very interesting because we have a vast, uh, vast like uh, option of fields, and we learn a little bit of everything. So we we even have like professors that come from other colleges, like art colleges and our, the civil engineering colleges and all of the others to like teach us uh, something that it, because architecture is in everything in every aspect of the world uh, of your life architecture is there because you need a sports center for doing sports you need a hospital for like being a doctor you need a building to be a lawyer <laughs> so you you need it everywhere so that's why we need to study everything Uh, for me, this is a little bit uh, too much, to be honest, because we have a lot of subjects and by having a lot of subjects, we don't really concentrate on one thing. Uh, but as I said, we have had like uh, subjects like um, photo and video editing. We have had subjects like uh, physics or uh, sustainable sustainability or uh, we also have construction interior design. We have studied a lot of... Um, like different types of buildings, like factories, sports facilities, hospitals, um, houses, hotels, schools, everything. Like, I'm, I'm grateful that they try to uh, teach us a little bit about everything so we learn and understand where we, where we want to continue. Because at the end, I believe that it's upon yourself to like, continue your education and to strive for that one career path that you have chosen. So um, now let's tackle uh, your plans for the future um, because I think it's really interesting also to uh, talk about this part now that you have finished your studies. Um, do you want to be involved in shaping Skopje's architecture or you prefer to be involved uh, to, to work abroad? So what, what, what are your plans? You're, I'm talking about the, the plans in, in the next future. That is an interesting question, uh, seeing as I always uh, tend to stress about my future and what is going to happen, yet I have no idea where I'll end up. Um, to be honest, uh, Skopje is a little bit crowded right now with buildings and architecture, so as I said, I would maybe probably concentrate on the villages in Macedonia, if I have to stay in Macedonia. Or I would really love to work on outside projects, like uh, in, in foreign countries and, um, I don't know, gain more skills uh, involving the environmentally, environmentally friendly architecture. And then I would hope to maybe come back to Macedonia and utilize that knowledge to like make something good and productive here mm -hmm. and like uh, maybe evolve our architecture in the next step. Okay. And um, so do you have ideas, uh, plans of things that you would like to create? Um, I don't know, it can be a fountain, uh, maybe well, bigger projects. 
well. Do you see thing, thing, do, do you see things in big or your most uh, modern small. one? Very small. I look at things in a like in a micro aspect because I actually wanted to continue to design uh, objects for houses like pots, teapots, or like uh, chairs. So I really look at the like like the smallest picture ever, like the human scaled picture where we are directly in touch with architecture. So that's why I don't usually uh, aspire to build uh, huge buildings or giant like projects. I always think about uh, smaller things, like maybe uh, redesigning the space. For me, for example, um, to be honest, I don't like uh, the tabula rasa method where I have like the complete uh, freedom to create whatever I want because to be honest I'm not very decisive and I will never decide what to do so that's why I like the old architecture because it already exists mm -hmm. and it gives you like a frame to work in so when whenever I think about uh, my future projects I I always imagine myself like fixing something or restoring something like something that is always here that has been here I would like to make it better and make it uh, work or like make make another use out of it which I think ties back to my like uh, sustainability uh, uh, way of life because it's already there so why not use what we have and not build more mm -hmm. and therefore don't like uh, destroy our resources and like put pressure on our planet and also like the uh, <laughs> my my biggest dream and the thing that I, I, I always dream about is my, my home. <laughs> I don't know where it will be, but I always when I see something I'm I always compare it in a sense like will this be good for my home or will this not be good for my home? So basically that is the only thing that I fantasize about and I plan like I think forever since I have been young my own house. I still don't know how it will look, but I always think about it. <laughs> okay, so I've also noticed something because, well, as a volunteer in Skopje, I've worked here for seven months and um, I, I have admired, so, um, you know, the, the style in Skopje, uh, which uh, I, later I realized that it was called brutalism. Um, and brutalism is everywhere in Skopje. So I would like you, because you're Macedonian, you're also familiar with the history of this city. Uh, how, do you how would you define it? And uh, also to tell us how, is that, how has it influenced Skopje? And uh, well, for example, you can talk about different buildings for, for, to, to help <laughs> us. Uh, okay, well, uh, brutalism actually happened. Um after the tragic uh, earthquake that happened in Skopje in 1963, where almost 80% of the buildings were destroyed. So what happened is uh, suddenly Skopje had a big crisis, but also it was like completely like uh, demolished. So there was like a room for uh, improvement and uh, we had a lot of like uh, uh, selections, a lot of uh, architects working from abroad and a lot of Macedonian architects actually because the, uh, the 
Macedonian Architecture University was created in uh, 1949. So it's, uh, we just celebrated our 70th uh, anniversary. So by that time, like we had, we had like uh, quality architects that were working on the, on the like buildings. So brutalism is uh, why it happened. First of all, uh, it's uh, brutalism are buildings that are built with uh, concrete as the uh, finish on their facades. So that means that uh, the outside of the building basically looks very rough, but that gives it a little uh, mystery to it and a little bit of, uh, because of the, the material, uh, which is uh, easily shapeable in every kind of form. That's why you have those crazy like arches and like uh, things sticking out of buildings and everything, because uh, concrete lets you do that. As a material, it's very flexible, so that's why they loved it, and it it gives you the power to be more artistic with the buildings. So, but uh, from well, not personal experience, but uh, what my mother had experienced uh, uh, more concretely with the post office in Skopje, uh, which burned down sad sadly, and it's no, no longer working, uh, which is one of our signature brutalism buildings. It's not very nice <laughs> to work and live in brutalist buildings because they're very cold because of the concrete. And uh, for me, I would say that uh, I personally think that brutalist buildings should be more like monumental or like uh, be some something that is not used in everyday life. So mm -hmm. maybe like a museum or something like that B because of the uh, of the I guess cons it has in negative in in everyday life. Okay. So and what do you think about the work of? Um this Japanese architect who, who was selected at the, at the selection process? Uh, Kenzo Tange? Yeah, exactly. Um, what, what kind of... Do you think his work is, is uh, positive or negative overall? Well, seeing as he had a very uh, interesting plan uh, about Skopje after the earthquake, and uh, he is the one who designed our current uh, railway and bus station, uh, he had grand ideas. But I believe that uh, they weren't executed correctly because he had like a lot of uh, a lot more ideas and like plans, but the the I guess the the government or something didn't like continue didn't work them through till the end because our our um, current railway just he he is the one that lifted it up from the ground because our ra railway station is not like on earth level it's like lifted up from the ground and that was his genius idea in order to not uh, cut off that part of the city in, uh, he wanted to uh, leave room for the city to grow towards the rail like after the railway station and also he had big plans for the rail railway station to be um, to have like hotels on the side, to have like people, uh, people uh, would be able to walk next to the trains, and he had like grand ideas of of uh, like putting some administration buildings like inside, like combined with the railway. But as I said, uh, I I believe that his ideas were too 
into the future <laughs> for that period in Macedonia where people were only thinking of devastation and how to uh, find houses for all of the people that lost their homes. Now that we are talking about Skopje's architecture, I think that it's interesting for people who hear about us, what kind of uh, architectures, the different types of architecture that, that can be found in Skopje. Uh, I've heard about brutalism. I know that also neoclassicism, neoclassicism has influenced uh, the, the shape of a town. So could you just to, at least a brief history of, of this and and uh, also to uh, yeah to, to, to help us know what, what kind of uh, uh, influences have shaped this town so far? Uh, well, it's very interesting because you can uh, literally see the decades and, and uh, you can see the, the period of influence uh, as you start from the Kale Fortress, which is... Um, Uh, the Kale Fortress is uh, made with, like, uh, some of the walls and, and towers are made with remains of the uh, antique uh, city of uh, Skupi, which was the first, uh, first uh, shape, let's say, of Sk uh, the first city of Skopje. But that city was, like, a little bit outside of uh, today's Skopje. And there was, again, a catastrophic earthquake in... 513 or 18 year uh, so it was like in antique times and uh, that uh, the, the Skupi city was destroyed and it, uh, after that it was relocated because as the as the times were moving uh, there were more war conflicts more um, more people trying to like take over Skopje and uh, Skopje like and the people inside so they moved a little bit to the hills and they created the Kale Fortress so basically the Kale Fortress is the first thing that was created uh, from the new Skopje after that uh, came the, the Ottoman Empire like after the Roman Empire and all of that came the Ottoman Empire which conquered Skopje of course And the interesting thing is, uh, they uh, they started to move the city outside of the fortresses because b before that everything was happening in the fortress, and with the Ottoman Empire they started like looking for uh, uh, more uh, flat surfaces so they can build their like lavish Expense. houses, palaces with gardens with everything, uh, because you know they were the ruling class like the the Ottoman Empire, the mm -hmm. Turkish were the ruling class. And the Macedonian people, which were like the ruled, <laughs> uh, they stayed near the fortresses. They, they stayed on the hills where like their houses were a little bit more uh, compacted. So outside, uh, as you can see in Skopje, next to the Kale Fortress is the Turkish Bazaar, which was for, from Ottoman Empire, like those years from uh, 14th century and it continued to uh, develop uh, right up until the 19th century when the railway station was created. But that, this is the old railway station which was destroyed by the catastrophic earthquake in 1963. Uh, so when the ra railway was created, uh, Goods and products from Europe started to be imported in Skopje. So that's when we started to have, like that's around 19th century. That's, that's when Skopje started to get modernized, for example. So they had, uh, so they exited out of the Charsia 
and they slowly continued to uh, to evolve on the other side of the of the river Vardar, which is like literally in the middle of the the city. And what also prompted this was sadly the earthquake that, um, uh, as I said, uh, laid waste to everything. And uh, from that moment on, the planners like uh, tried to uh, started to um, uh, started to move the center away from the old bazaar and uh, on the other side of the city. So that's why in on, on this side of the city we have more modernistic architecture. And uh, after that, it just like started also spreading like from the side, like uh, uh, from east to west as well, because it was expanding very fast. And uh, these re uh, like these new uh, regions were only uh, populated by small like um, I guess ready-made houses that were like constructed quickly so they can house all of the people of um, that lost their homes. So basically that's how, and after that came brutalism and all of the other things where uh, people started to express themselves more like in a more artsy way because like everything from the catastrophe was uh, taken care of. And after that people started to create like more artistic buildings. And now, right now in this period, what is happening is people are actually like, uh, taking down the, the ready-made houses and in their place they're making like buildings that are modern for this day and age. So that is basically all of the history in Skopje and how you can see it in basically in uh, layers <laughs> if you start from the Kale Fortress. Okay, there is um, a governmental project which has been uh, very uh, debated um, and uh, it has been uh released recently it's uh, the project Skopje 2014 ah yes <laughs> I don't know if you have heard about it probably yes <laughs> of course it is the great debate of the Skopje architects <laughs> and so I would like to know because um I think this monument well there are more than 130 uh, um, buildings that have been uh, uh, erected in the city especially in the city center let's be uh, mm -hmm. more more uh, be precise. I would like to know what do you think about these monuments? Um, do you think, for example, that they contribute to Macedonian identity? Do you think that it was a good strategy uh, from the government to, to do that? Um, or you can also think, uh, tell us a bit more about the architecture. Um, what, if it is good architecture for you, these kind of things. What are your feelings towards them? Uh, the sculptures. Uh, okay, I have no quorum with the sculptures. Mm. I mean, I guess uh, it's art. <laughs> I have. I'm a little bit sad about the buildings because uh, what they did is uh, cover the history that Skopje already had, and it was a modern history. It wasn't that as old as Baroque or uh, the Renaissance, mm. and they made it into Baroque, but. Um, to be honest, history is history. They just created more history for Skopje. And then we will continue learning about this. Like the next generations will learn about this phase of Skopje. 
and it will always be debated if it whether if it was a good thing to do or whether it was not a good uh, a good thing to do. So I believe it just uh, depends on the people because there are some people that I've seen that they like this, especially tourists. <laughs> they have told me that this looks a little bit like Las Vegas, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know, maybe it was a good step for bringing in more tourists. Maybe it was a bad, bad step in the, in the viewpoint of architecture. But in the end, they just created history. So they're here to stay and we will see what happens in the future. Okay. So, well, you know that, uh, of course, that uh, eco-responsibilities that the earth of a of um, our, our future and the sustainability of our life is something that of is uh, at core of every policy in, in the world. So I would like to know uh, what kind of buildings, mat mat building materials sorry, do you think are the most appropriate for towns in the future? Uh, this is a, a little bit of a hard question since I'm still researching this uh, topic because it's a part of my master thesis. Um, First of all, I would always go for local materials where you can use them because they're like locally sourced and they're, I guess, uh, more appropriate for the climate that like the building will be located in. And uh, after these materials, I would uh, hope that there are some... Hmm. I would hope that there are some new types of materials that are more eco-friendly, but in the end, I believe that what is natural is the most eco-friendly thing to do. So uh, I don't know in the future how will we interpret these materials, how will, how will we continue to make them, like, uh, I guess, last longer and also be eco-friendly. But I hope that we will uh, not have to produce, like, uh, materials that are toxic for the environment and that uh, people will find a way to be more natural, yet uh, have sturdy buildings that are modern and uh, can can uh, help with all the needs of the humanity that we will, that we'll have in the future. Okay, so uh, thank you, Maria, for helping us in uh, in understanding better the, this world that is architecture, that is probably fascinating for a lot of people. So, do, would you like to add something? Um, in particular, we need to. Um, what would I would what would I like to add? Hmm. I don't know. Just I would uh, like to uh, wish for uh, to the people, and uh, I would just like to tell them that uh, sometimes they should stop and look at the buildings, and maybe they will find out something more about their culture, their way of life, and their themselves, and they should like. Uh, pay attention to the way they're living, like the space that they're living in, so because it can tell you a lot about a person <laughs> from personal experience. Okay, so thank you for your for your, your presence and uh, maybe uh, we will invite you for another podcast in the future. Thank, Who you knows? For, thank you for having me and I look forward to that.